Playdate. This is Don. This is Nick. And I'm Ryan. This week we are covering Playdate News. Indie Games of the Week. And Season 1 Week 8 releases. Thank you for listening. Let's get started. With the... News and notes. News and notes. Guys, I have some some news. Breaking news. Yes. Yeah. I'm so happy to be back here talking with you all. Uh, Welcome back. Sorry that my uh, international life of mystery uh, <laughs> interceded <laughs> last week, but uh, it's uh, it's good to be back on the uh, the Playdate microphone here. So, Amen. That is definitely have you. news and noteworthy. <laughs> uh, so what else is going on in the world of Playdate? Well, now you can you can stake your claim. If you have a Playdate device, you can stake your claim on your Playdate gamer tag. Mm-hmm. No more 20-digit gamer tag <laughs> phone numbers Thank on you, the leaderboards. Um, yeah, we'll have a link in the show notes, uh, the official tweet from Panic, but you can choose your username. I think it has to be at least three digits, and there is a cutoff for how long it can be. 20, I think. I don't That's know. It's, it's relatively long. Yes. Yeah. But uh, so I'm Call Me Steam. Nick, you are? Bingo Podcast. And Ryan? Ryan Clater is Ryan Clater. Very creative. <laughs> so, so here, I have a question for you guys about this. Yes. On the leaderboards, you can basically only see the top 10, right? Like, is there any depends way to access game. more than that? It depends on the game. Yeah, it depends on the game. Which games can you see more than 10? Because Whitewater Wipeout and Hypermeteor, you can only see 10. Uh, well, Hypermeteor, you can see your own listing and then the top 10. And Whitewater is a little n- different, right? Whitewater Wipeout is the same way. You can see your own oh. listing if it's below the top 10, but you can it only would, see top 10 displayed. It would just be up to how the dev implemented it. So maybe there aren't examples currently, but there might be in the future. Huh. I feel okay. like there was one with different leaderboards. I know that there's a game coming up that has different leaderboards for each mode. And I think there's a couple. Well, if there's a game that... that does that for less than for, for more than top 10 you know top mm-hmm. 100 1000 whatever let me know because those are the games i need to start playing <laughs> I'm, i don't know that i've seen any indies do it and the, the indies are the ones where i'd be interested to see well i mean all games i'd be interested to see but i'm i'm edging closer in hypermeteor i got up to 23 this past wow week. wow uh, I, I surpassed the 5000 mark and Man, I am really loving that game. I completely understand Nicholas uh, and his infatuation with that game. Uh, it might even mulligan up a little higher in my rankings mm-hmm. if we're starting to move things around. I I find myself playing that a lot. Anyway, we'll we'll save that for later. Happy <laughs> to hear that. Yeah. Well, if we if we can't if we're missing an example and you know of one listeners uh please contact us our socials will be in the show notes contact us and let us know where we are dropping the ball please but, uh speaking of our socials ryan claytor of the hello playdate podcast is a professional artist and his his uh playdate art is now on our socials hey. on our podcast page uh playdatepodcast.com and our twitter page uh, hello pd podcast so thank you ryan for lending your whitewater wipeout and casual birder inspired play date art 
Totally. Yeah. Yes. That was, uh, that was a lot of fun to, to work on. It was just a little mirror doodle that I did. And, uh, I'm happy that you guys are interested enough in it to use it for some podcast art. So I hope other people enjoy it too. Well, it's, it's much better than the Skyrim bug art we had. <laughs> <laughs> just filling Apropos. the page. Before. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, oh, we really, man. really appreciate that. Yeah, we always yes, we do. do, but that's, it's on topic. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Need more you... Playdate fan art. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Indeed. I can't be the only one out there. No. Uh, speaking of fan, Playdate fans and fan art, um, possibly Axel, Axolotl. Am I saying that right? Also known as Squid God Dev, Squid Dev God. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Are they the same people? That's the same person. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Am I not sure? I think that's the same person. Anyway, he's whole, that person, <laughs> one of those people, possibly the same person, is hosting a play date jam, game jam called Play Jam on itch.io this weekend. So we will have a link in the show notes. It's from, or actually, it's all next week from uh, June yeah. 25th to July 1st. So you can join uh, Devzer devs are welcome to join um there's a whole page basically on itch so it starts in three days so you go on you can basically have a week to make a game and there will be winners top five games we played on stream and you'll get a, a role in his discord server which is a neat prize but also you get a lot of eyes on there so I, i'm i've never watched a game jam have you guys ever watched one I'm familiar with them and I've seen the results, but I've never, mm-hmm. I've never watched one or participated in one, but this, <laughs> this really piques my interest. And, uh, if I was in a, uh, better place with the current game I'm working on, I definitely would, uh, work on, on that. Um, looks fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm barely familiar with game jams but uh yeah it sounds super cool i have a little bit of work done on a game and it's somewhat tempting to hop on there and just Mm -hmm. you know be a part of the community but you know dad life man uh very cancel cancel that dad life and get to work Brian. you got a whole week another another 10 years or so i'll I'll be back in the the game jam game play play jam 10 you're ready. There you, go. <laughs> you heard it here first. So 27 devs have joined already, which is wow. really cool. And That's great. I, I was reading today that uh, my number one game so far of the season, play, uh, Pick Pack Pup, started in a game jam. Huh. Mm-hmm. So cool. a, a lot of a lot of games, a lot of Playdate games um, started in game jams huh. a few years back. So a lot of fruitful stuff can happen in these things. So very cool. Excited to see what, what comes up here. Definitely. Keep an speaking eye there. Of, yes. Speaking speaking of new games, Don, mm-hmm. you want to talk to us about this one? Yeah. Um. This is a little teaser. My indie game of the week next week is a game called Shift, but uh, it's a game called Shift by Scenic Route Software, and he's having a hard time getting it to come up on the Playdate tag on itch.io, or even if you search Shift Playdate or Shift Game uh, on itch. So I'm going to have a direct link to the game in the show notes. Check it out. It's five bucks. It's a really, really great puzzle game. Um, so this is a, a exclusive invite until he can get itch to fix the links or whatever needs to be fixed. And he is working to get it fixed. 
um, hop on and this will be like sort of a game club, I guess. You can play it and then when we talk about it next week, you'll you'll be on the inside track. You'll be excited about it. So very cool. Yeah, uh, that's little, great. little preview there. Mm-hmm. And um, I also wanted to hop back just a little bit about mm-hmm. this whole game jam thing. So possibly Axolotl is an entirely different Twitter account than Squid God Dev. Oh, no. I I have a a hunch they are different people, but maybe they're swimming in the same fishbowl. I I don't know. (laughs) But uh, I'm pretty sure they're different folks. So I wanted to do a quick follow-up. Okay. Maybe I got my wires crossed. I apologize. Too many uh, invertebrates. (laughs) Do axolotls have vertebrates? They probably do, right? They probably do. They they look sort of newtish. Newts yeah, have, they, uh, they look solid. Vertebrae, right? Yeah, yeah possibly. The possible po- column. Yeah, <laughs> I see what anyway. you did there. Okay, yes. moving right along. What's this next one, Ryan? <laughs> so we got another Tochi two teaser from SN Studio, and I am very excited about this. Uh, longtime listeners will know that I played Tochi a while back, and it was my uh, indie pick of the week early on. And ever since then, SN Studio has been uh, teasing and teasing. And each tease <laughs> looks very interesting and fun. New game mechanics are being revealed. And uh, man, I'm ready for it. Uh, in theory, it should be coming up here before too awfully long. Uh, they have not set a definite release date, but I have heard the things and the things say soonish. So <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever, either of you, did you hop on Tochi after my review? It's, it's high up the, to play. Get out of here. I done. I didn't finish it. I, I wanted to get okay. back and finish it. I thought about doing it today. Okay. I just didn't get to it. But yes, okay. I, well, I vow to the world that I will finish it soon. Okay. <laughs> yes, I did enjoy what I played. I, 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 I watched you. the I, uh, I watched the the gif that they posted. It does look fun. Yeah, totally. Well, like I said, I speed ran the thing in under ten minutes, so I know yeah. you can do it. Yes. Um, okay. Another follow up for me. Um, Nicholas, a couple episodes ago, mentioned a joke worth 99 cents. <laughs> and I have since purchased this for a dollar. As Don said, the minimum purchase on itch is a buck. So uh, funny that it bucks its own title. Even though it is discounted to 99 cents, it still makes you pay a buck. But um, I bought this thing and oh my land, it is so challenging. Uh, but I did manage to complete it, and I can't wait for both of you to do the same. <laughs> both of you have this game, right? Oh, yeah. First game I bought on the Playdate. Nice. Was, Nick, I'm assuming you've downloaded and not played it? <laughs> I've actually played it and hey. not completed it. But... Okay. Do you mind if I... Uh, is this too spoilery? I, I know yeah, don't spoil I'm the spoiler it. man, but uh, would don't you Don't spoil guys... it. Don't spoil it. Lots of people I will want not. It. I will Lots not. Lots of people want to experience right. this game. When they However, I do have a question for you guys <laughs> All right. that uh-huh. might be in minor spoiler territory, uh-huh. and that is, at what point in the joke have you gotten to? Oh, uh, that is hard to quantify because I haven't played it since the first week of ownership, so um, I don't remember. <laughs> um, 
maybe like 20 lines in. Yeah, something like that for me too. So you don't remember like who's saying what at that particular time? <laughs> Not at all. No, I don't remember. Okay. All right. Get out of here then. Um, all right. And the last news and note is uh, everybody gets to enjoy a podcast without me next week because oh, I am on, on I don't know if that's family. enjoyable, right? I'm going to be on a family vacation and uh, not broadcasting from that family vacation. So uh, I will miss you guys next week, but uh, I know you'll put on a great show and I cannot wait to hear either Don or Nick do all the bumpers like this. Indie games of the week. Who's first? Bumper free, you and me. <laughs> no, I'm going to be so disappointed in you guys if nobody bumpers it up. You need to bumper. Don, I'll isolate and cut out Ryan's. Ah! We'll bring back the audible sigh. We'll that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, well, enjoy your week. We will miss yeah, you. We will. Uh, Ryan tried very hard to get us to record back-to-back episodes this week, but uh, we we didn't feel like we didn't we, care enough. To we wanted to do justice to the, to the week nine games. And, totally. Uh, week nine games yeah. are very strong. Yeah, 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 understood. I was uh, I, I hopped on a, one of them today and played it for quite some time, and it it definitely deserves a uh, it's just due. It's at least week of play. Mm-hmm. So uh, so I'll, I'll do the the Nick and toss you guys some thoughts for next week, and uh, cool. That'd look forward to listening to your thoughts as well. Yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah. Speaking of your thoughts, though, Ryan. While oh, you're gosh. here, would you like Am to I... give us your thoughts on the indie game of the week? Okay. Um, my indie game of the week is called Biotopico. And this is from Everyday Lemonade. You can find this on itch. And it is a free game to download. And uh, it's not so much a game as it is a relaxation, meditation breathing app that also um, plants trees on your behalf. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. really cool. I, uh, I I think I find myself when I'm going to a game these days, I want like a, a quick fix and I want a, a little action and then I need to get out and go do dad stuff. But this was a wildly different experience it does not try to be anything else. It does not try to be a game. It does not try to be, you know, uh, epic fantasy, something or another. Any, it's, it's just a breathing app and it's very simple. And I've seen it do a couple of different things. One is simply like a pulsating circle that you breathe in and you breathe out according to the pace of this pulsating circle. And it encourages you to do things like keep your shoulders and your chest as still as possible and breathe into your stomach, which, you know, breathing into your center. And also, if you take the time to read through their itch page, they also talk talk about how if you complete a particular number of uh, exercises, then for each number of exercises, I think it's... uh, 60 breaths, six zero, then they will plant a tree on your behalf. And they go through this whole, uh, dialogue linking your breath with, uh, you know, 
oxygen output of trees and carbon dioxide output of humans and linking together and all that. I think it's a, a little, um, <laughs> uh, the, the connection is a little bit tenuous, but I do very much like the fact that they are planting trees in the name of this game and trying to offset the carbon footprint that uh, <laughs> creating this game made that, you know, we're all living under in these technical times. Um, I just thought this was a very cool project that I wanted to highlight. Um, there was a, so, so there's some music along with this game. And I think my favorite music is actually the title music. It sort of reminds me of um, Whitewater Wipeout in that way, where there's this like killer title tune. And then there's a number of different tunes that you can select when you are in the uh, meditation breathing app itself. But I really wish they would include that title music in that breathing app because I, I think it's probably my favorite. So that's my pitch for Biotopico. Uh, I believe it is done by some folks in Brazil, if I'm not mistaken. I need to go back and check their itch page to be certain. But um, anyway, that's my pick of the week. What do you guys think? That reminds me a lot of uh, We Fit, I think. Isn't that right, Don? Hmm. Is that the one that had the breathing exercises? That kind of rings a bell. I, I yeah. don't recall. Yeah, one one of the Wii Fit games, maybe it was Wii Fit U, I don't recall. But at any rate, one of them had a breathing exercise where there would be a circle on screen and you'd have to kind of match your movements and stillness with that. It wasn't actually sensing your breath, although mm. I'm assuming that the Playdate can since it has a microphone. Um, so interesting hmm. uh, and these guys are from california by the way oh okay thank you for checking into that uh have you played this one nick have you tried it this tool? i have not i have okay. not i this was almost my game of the week a few weeks ago but they haven't i feel like it's in early access sort of like there's a lot of features some of them that are pictured on the itch page that are not actually in the game yet hmm. uh, so i was so, kind of waiting so you have to read through a bunch of words and mm. eventually they start talking about how they need to keep the older version up for some sort of a contest. But if right. you would like the updated version, you can download it, um, you know, at a link they give you on that same page. And it's highlighted a few times as you go down the page, but maybe yeah. there's even more uh, features they're planning uh, in future updates. I don't know. But um, anyway, I, I downloaded the, newest version they had at the time. Uh, I think I downloaded it maybe a week ago at this point. Uh, maybe not quite a week ago. Anyway, um, I did see some elements in the version that I downloaded that were not in the uh, screenshots that they were showing on their itch page. Mm -hmm. And I actually thought they were um, improvements. So maybe they have additional improvements still coming down the pipeline. Did you grow a tree yet? I did grow a tree. Yes. Nice. Uh, so now I feel a tiny bit better about myself. <laughs> I, yeah, I grew one a few weeks back. It's like sometimes it'll say like 12 breaths or eight breaths. So you think you're getting that many units, but it'll only give you like one unit or four units or something. So that was a little confusing. And I didn't ever use the audio. I mostly played it at night, like relaxing, trying to get to sleep. Mm -hmm. But uh, I like the way that they integrated the button presses and the crank in different exercises. 
And a lot of them you could pretty much do with your eyes closed, even even while you're cranking and whatnot, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you kind of just get into a rhythm. Um, some of them I kind of wish were longer. I think the longest was 12 breaths, which is mm-hmm. pretty quick, maybe like 30 seconds it takes you mm-hmm. to do 12 breaths or maybe a minute even. But I would want to kind of breathe longer and relax longer. Um, yeah. But they are, there is sort of going to be like a farming simulator, a uh, light farming simulator added to the app at some point. Right now, when you hit huh. plant a tree, it basically just populates a QR code that you scan and that. Yes. You send that to the devs and they plant a tree with that. So there's no actual like planting mini game or anything, but it sounds like that's something they're adding at some point. Oh, interesting. Oh, man, you must have read more words than I did. Nice job. Oh, I, I don't I don't know, but that that was my experience with it. Um, I haven't played it in a couple weeks probably, but uh, for a while that's what I was doing each night. I would do my bloom, get my gotcha thing, <laughs> and then nice. hop on this. Yeah. How How is that going for you, by the way? Um, I'm still poking at it maybe like three times a week. So I'm, I'm more than half of my gotchas are full. <laughs> but my my next rent payment is over a million dollars. <laughs> So million yen a million yen sorry still chipping away at it but yeah this uh yeah they cannot update uh biotopico until june 26th that's when this uh mm-hmm. um, mental health game jam thing is over so. yeah cool cool well yeah i'd i'd recommend it it uh really sort of jarred me out of my go 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 existence and uh don you're a better person than i am because i tried out four breaths eight breaths and 12 breaths and at 12 i was like oh boy that's a lot of breathing let's go do something else <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's relaxing man Totally. It is. And I, I need to be able to sustain that state for longer periods. So mm-hmm. I, I think it would be a cool addition to have higher, like maybe even like achievement systems, like, hey, you've done 12 breaths for five times. Now you access 18 mm-hmm. breaths or 24 breaths or whatever. It'd be a cool, cool achievement system, I think. I think there are mobile apps like that, but I would like to see more of that kind of stuff on the play date. Yeah. I think in games, for me anyway, that kind of thing keeps me coming back. Same. That carrot on yeah. the stick kind of thing. Dopamine hit. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Agreed. Cool. Well, Nick, what are you playing this week as far as indie games? Well, uh, interesting. You should ask, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing a $2 pulp game called Bobo Collect, and it's made by a developer called Gabe Swar. Gabe Swar is actually an animation producer slash cartoonist, according to their site. And they did work on um, cartoons like Animaniacs. So Bubbo Collect is a fairly straightforward arcade puzzler. You are a character who can generate and shoot bubbles out of their nose or mouth or whatever appendage it is. And uh, it's the the goal of the game is to collect uh, these flowers by running over them with this bubble. And you have to collect all the flowers in a given stage and then exit the stage. Um, You move the character with the D-pad. The crank in later stages will rotate different obstacles. uh, And some of them are pretty 
tricky, especially in later stages, but it's never um, impossibly difficult or anything. Uh, it's, it's pretty well laid out and it does a good job of teaching you the mechanics as you go. So the first stage is really simple and then it ramps up towards the end. There's only 15 stages, so it's pretty easy to sit down in a short session and uh, run through the whole game. It is, um, it, there are a couple things that uh, I, I would improve. And one is the way the character moves is kind of funky. Um, the character is, <laughs> yeah. the character is, uh, they're essentially two character widths when they've got a bubble attached to their face. And uh, moving up and down, you have to kind of get used to it. So I would encourage you in the first stage or two while you have room to kind of play around uh, to figure out exactly how the character moves while it's got the bubble on its face because it's it's probably different than you think it will be. Um, that visual but, might be difficult to describe, but I'm on the itch page right now and seeing it makes total sense. So we'll have links to this in the show notes, of course, but yeah. Um, it looks like a really interesting puzzle game. I've not known of this until you brought it up, but I'm sure glad you did. Yeah, um, it's it's a fun little quick hit uh, kind of action puzzler. So you kind of um, move like a Doctor Mario capsule or pill, you know? Yeah, sort, sort of. of. Yeah, um, around corners and stuff. It gets a little tricky. It does, especially in the later stages where it's like all mines or whatever, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, but it, it's a it's a cute and fun little game. Uh, ha, have you played this, Don? Yeah, I played. I don't think I finished it, but I played through a lot of it. I, I guess I wasn't focused on the fifteen stages thing. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of um, odd looking. I just <laughs> I couldn't wrap my head around the screenshots. Kind of like what Ryan was saying. So that made me want to play it. Mm-hmm. And because I really like the logo, the logo kind of caught my attention. I, I like fonts a lot and whatnot. And uh, yeah, it's it's really fun. It's a cute little game, and as awkward as he walks, it's it wasn't punishing. Like I thought, oh, I'd be bumping my butt into spikes or something and dying constantly. Yeah. And it isn't that kind <laughs> of. It's not that kind of thing. Um, it was more forgiving than I expected. So yeah, it's definitely worth a look. And there's cute little animation uh, mm-hmm. interstitials between stages and so forth. So um, even if you die, uh, so it's a. Uh, I think worth a look, Ryan. Uh, you'll have to give this a shot. Let us know what you think. Totally. Yeah, I always love finding out about new games through you guys. Uh, it's same. It's helped a lot already. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to ask you, Nick. You said it was sort of a quick completion through those fifteen levels. How long would you say it took you to complete the game? Uh, somewhere in the realm of fifteen or twenty minutes. Hmm. Um. Don, so, would you say the same? Would you say you played less than 15 or 20 minutes to not complete the game? Yeah, I must have been close. I probably played about 15 minutes. Okay. Yeah. I All find right. myself playing right before bed, and then uh-huh. when I start getting <laughs> tired... <laughs> you know, I have that problem, dead. too. Yeah. <laughs> Dad life, baby. Mm-hmm. So, cool. uh, Don, what have you been playing as your indie game of the week? Well, speaking of 20-minute games... Yeah. Uh, I played the S. Sterling Co., the S. Sterling Company. I was looking at this earlier today. Tell me yeah. all about it. 
so I, I just thought it was a weird title. And again, I liked the font and the weird title caught my attention. And so I just gave it a shot. And uh, this is a dollar fifty. It's an itch game. Um, welcome to the office at the S. Sterling Company. We have three rambunctious cats living here and they all like to have adventures. So you start the game and it gives you three names of cats and each one gives you a different adventure. So you choose the cat you want and each one is kind of a different type of game. So um, Charlie is trying to get outside, if I remember right. So you have to go around the office getting different treats and see who will let you out. And there's kind of like little puzzles, like not all of the... Not all of the treats are obvious to find. Um, it's almost like WarioWare type of things. Like, well, no, WarioWare is a little too... Those are micro games. But there are little mini games you have to do. Very, very short to find certain treats. Um, but then you get the 10 treats and they let you outside and you win. So Charlie wins his thing. Annie, if I remember right, you're supposed to get find like three numbers for a, a lock and then you can leave the warehouse. Annie loves and, food, and I mean loves food. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember something. Another thing has to do with treats or something. But basically, you're walking around a warehouse as a little tiny cat, um, trying to find. <laughs> they give you kind of cryptic clues, not super hard or anything. But then uh, you find different numbers, and you put the numbers into a combination lock, and you get um, whatever back into the office or something. And then Foster ends up in the uh, ductwork. So you see this kind of maze looking thing. You're up in the duct and you're killing insects up there <laughs> and trying to feed them to the Lizard King, if I remember right. That so, must be the second screenshot on yeah. the uh, itch page. Mm -hmm. Oh, that makes yes. a lot of sense. That's cool. So, and there's a lot of mazes in there. It's not just that one screen. There's mm -hmm. um, It continues for several different screens. So I thought that one was going to be tedious, but it was actually pretty fun. And it wasn't too hard uh, to get through there. I didn't really get lost or anything. Um, but it was pretty different gameplay, especially that section was a pretty different gameplay compared to the other two. And it didn't take very long to get through. And it was very obvious that whoever made the game did it with their coworkers. These were cats in their office. It was obvious that the people in the office in the game were people that the dev worked with. So that's why I emailed today. I was like, Hey, like, well, you know, what's a little backstory here? Um, mm -hmm. The Lord Angus, I think, was the, the name of the dev. And he said, yeah, these are people I worked with. They gave me ideas for the game. And these are cats that are in our office. So <laughs> this is his first game. But it was fun. It's just another one of these little play date games. That obviously, I think it was made in pulp. And it was just a cute, quick little game that was pretty fun. And a fun idea. Like, how many games have you played that just take place in somebody's office that they just put together? It's like a little slice of ice, a slice of life thing where... Sometimes it's fun to read a blog about somebody's day, you know, in their office, somebody that works in a dental office, let's say, or whatever, you have nothing, no context for it, but it's fun to read. Same kind of thing here. This is just kind of a fun little game and uh, real cute. No problems, no issues, no bugs besides the one you're supposed to find and kill. <laughs> um, yeah, it was real enjoyable. So nice. Had a good time with it. I like I the would. fact that Don chooses games based on fonts. You're a wise man, Don. <laughs> I, I love fonts. I, it's eye-catching. If you have a bad font, I just keep scrolling. I don't know. Hey, yeah. I I tell my comic students the easiest way to up your game when you're working on comics is to letter well. Because if your lettering is bad, then the whole thing looks bad. So, yeah, it's true. Good advice. So, yeah. Yep. Cool. I don't know. I thought, you know, I would have 
this is a good adventure to give it to your kids. They could probably make it through this adventure and feel like they accomplished something too. Um, so it was fun. Good way to end the day before bed. Right on. Right on. Cool. Well, um, sounds like we are ready for season games of the week. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, first up, you guys want to talk about Star Sled? Let's do it. Indeed. So the synopsis here, steer your lightning fast star sled through multiple missions designed to test reflexes of even the most dedicated space pilots. So the idea here is you basically have a lasso behind your little starship. It plays similar to a hypermeteor, I guess, that we talked about a couple weeks ago, but you're wrapping your lasso around stuff and it kind of looks like an old arcade game from the 80s, 70s and 80s with uh, vector graphics. And yeah, you boost around and kill stuff. And this was designed by uh, Greg Maletic. I hope I didn't butcher his name. With music by Factory Default. And I wanted to point out that they had done um, music for... Uh, uh, and, ooh, another, I almost spoiled a game that's coming up later this season. But they do another <laughs> Playdate game. They've done a few different um, game soundtracks. I'll put it that way. Ooh. <laughs> the spoilers a the different spoilers. week i'll mention that they did this soundtrack <laughs> but uh this is a panic game greg works for panic oh, and nah. he's also he's also the guy that did tilt the battle to save pinball the pinball documentary oh, oh that's neat a while back so what did you guys think about star sled take it away nick uh yeah so the graphics for this game remind me of a vector game called ripoff have either of you played that? No. I have a lot of things that I like to compare this game to, and it's something which I was not familiar with until I um, spent some time with Brent from the Broken Token Arcade podcast. Um, but he had an example of this and showed it to me, and it's this fantastic two-player game where you're guarding this pile of vector trash, and things are coming, and they're trying to seal the trash from this pile. Hmm. There's a couple of uh, games like the Virtual Boy Waterworld is essentially a three, three-dimensional three version of this that. This is an obvious homage to Waterworld. To Waterworld for the Virtual Boy, yes. Yes. Um, Everyone anyways, can see that, Nick. Yes. The, <laughs> good, good. I'm glad. Kevin Costner uh, likeness and all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this obviously doesn't share much in the way of gameplay with uh, Ripoff or Waterworld, Don, but... Uh, the graphics do remind me of them, especially the uh, little stars that you're trying to collect remind me of the the little vector mm. trash that you're guarding in ripoff. Mm. Um, the trail that you're leaving behind as a jet in space is uh, is interesting. And uh, it reminds me of... Uh, there was some Pokemon game where you're essentially encircling things. It was uh, Pokemon Ranger, I think. Um Never played that, but uh, it, the same mechanic was present there. So as far as the gameplay goes, the the crank is not... Uh, it, it doesn't work in the same way as it does in Hyper Meteor. Meaning, or at least it doesn't feel that way to me. Uh, the, the control feels a little looser and a little more frustrating, I'll say. <laughs> um, I, I had a really hard time uh, getting very far in this game. Um, 
so maybe you all had a, a different experience, but uh, there's a screenshot on the page and it's the the second boss. And you're essentially going into each little uh, fifth of this giant space station thing and encircling a little star in there. And while you're in there, there's a little um, electrical fence, which pops up every few seconds and then pops down. You're supposed to jet out of there. That probably took me like, a good many tries. I I hesitate to even speculate, but it was a lot before I finished that hmm. stage. And um, I knew exactly what I had to do. And, uh, you know, it was telling, telling, my brain was telling my hands to do it, but it, it sure wasn't <laughs> over and over. And uh, I found myself running directly into the things that you're supposed to encircle all the time. Um, probably one half to three fourths of the deaths that I had in the game were me just smacking straight into the stars that you're trying to encircle. Um, So it wasn't just me. (laughs) I I had, I had a really hard time uh, just controlling the game, but I, I thought the concept was fun and um, I loved the fact that the mechanics continued to uh, get more and more challenging and interesting as you went. So uh, I made it uh, about halfway through the third, set of stages and almost every stage uh, there's some new challenge or twist on what you already know and uh, i really love games that introduce mechanics in that way uh and so that part i really enjoy i i really like the graphics but um but i will say that the the control makes this game a little too challenging for nick <laughs> so um h- how about you all uh ryan I have very similar thoughts and uh, I think I got to probably an identical place that you did about halfway through C, which looks like it's probably about halfway through the game. One thing Nick did not mention is that there are hidden levels that you can unlock if you see a, uh, I, I forget what they label it, but it's like a very faintly twinkling star rather than the main twinkling stars you're trying to encircle most of the time. And I made it to one or two of those uh, hidden levels, which I thought was kind of neat that you can sort of unlock some uh, uh, out of main continuity levels. Um, So that was neat too. Um, But I feel very similarly in the control aspect of the game. Um, It's different from Hyper Meteor in that Hyper Meteor's screen is fixed you're not going anywhere like everything is on the screen Mm -hmm. but one of the challenging Mm -hmm. things i found about this game is that you're making your way toward these stars that you're supposed to encircle and they're off the screen and yes there are little tells there's little arrows that say hey a star is approaching from right here on the screen but i found myself like when I got there, there was so little time to like, oh gosh, I need to swerve around that in order to circle it. Just like Nick, I would bash into it half the time. Uh, so it really took some learning in that respect. Uh, I, I wish I had a little more, not peripheral vision, but forefrontal vision <laughs> in this game to where I was going. I feel like that would have been helpful, but I don't know how to remedy that without a larger screen because they can't make the graphics any smaller because in my opinion, they're already using very tiny graphics, like single Mm -hmm. pixel 
details on these on these elements that the ship itself and the stars are not single pixels but there's a lot of very tiny details so if they shrunk it down anymore i just i, I think it would be quasi illegible so i don't know what to do about that um i think the other main thing working against this game even though i had a lot of fun with this game is the fact that hypermeteor was released two weeks before like there's no way around comparing this game star sled to hypermeteor and uh, we've had a good couple weeks of i've had a good couple weeks of getting way into hypermeteor and so for me this is kind of a tough one because it it draws such a close parallel um I don't know. What did you think, Don? That's one thing. I maybe you swap this with Crankin or swap this with Boogie Loops as far as spreading them out in the season so that they're not so close. They're mm-hmm. not too apart from Hypermeteor. Really the the season has been so diverse and mm-hmm. these two games while they're different, they're two weeks apart. So yeah, it's impossible not to draw a comparison. Um, I love the look of the game. I love the vector graphics. I like this sort of shimmery, silvery uh-huh. look to it. It's weird. It, it has this weird look that I really like. It really makes it stand out. The stars are so small. Um, and even the, the Lariat and the ship itself, everything just has this shimmery graphical design that just looks really neat and really distinct. Um, that I really, I really like that. And of course, I like games of this era or the era that it's trying to sort of emulate or pay homage to. So um, I like that. That said, I'm terrible at it. I tried. <laughs> I've had the game for two weeks. I'm a week ahead of uh, these guys. And I just suck at it. I've tried over and over and over. If there's some sort of mode where it's just ramming into stuff, <laughs> I would be master of that mode. <laughs> there's so much empty space yeah and you're really just circling around it and no matter how much empty space there is i ram into it i play a lot of driving games and if i see one tree in a field way down the road (laughs) i'm gonna hit that tree and it's like i have to really mentally look away from the tree to not make my car run into it maybe that's what i have to do with this game just like stare into the blackest space and just ignore (laughs) anything around me so i don't run into it I am just so bad at it. I could not get past the B section. I tried over and over and over. I'm just stuck in there. And I would just get frustrated at a certain point and just turn it off. And the next day, come back. I tried over and over. I could not get past B. Did you make it to the boss of B? No. I'm in like oh, B3, okay. I think. Or yeah, the third stage where um, like a little guy starts coming after you. Yeah. Which is fine. I didn't really feel even threatened by him. I was just, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to ignore him and just try to collect one thing at a time or do whatever I want. Just have fun. And I never really felt like, oh, no, he's right on my tail or anything. I just was still running into stuff all the time. And then, Um, like, there's the boost button. But I'm like, that's not helping me. (laughs) Like, I don't. Yeah. I'm the speed felt fine. I didn't feel like I was going too slow. I don't know. I just could not hang. I, I my felt brain like this is too old or something. I don't know. I felt like the boost on the level or two after it's introduced is not particularly helpful, mm-hmm. but on future levels, it is. It yeah, does become that's helpful. What I assumed. So it's like it sort of introduces it to you to get you used to it. And then you're like, yeah. well, okay. I'm not using that, but at least you know what it is. But right. then it becomes strategically important a little bit later. 
I assumed um, at some and, point you'd be chasing stuff down across the galaxy kind of thing. So you'd really need to haul over there and get to something. Do you um, want spoilers, Don? I don't, I mean, I don't care for this type of game. <laughs> I just, I assumed it would be important later and I just never got to it. Yeah, but um, guess, Nick, oh. I was going to say, I guess we can leave it at that, but I do have a question for you guys after you're done. Okay. Don. What are, what are the games that have used this kind of mechanic? Is there a mode in Geometry Wars that's similar to this? I know I've played games with the same kind of mechanic. Yeah, the the only example I could think of off the top of my head was that Pokemon Ranger, which is yeah, such I, a weird pull. <laughs> right, I have, I have not played that one. <laughs> I haven't either. I know that I've played this and I can't think of what it is. Yeah. Maybe a mobile game or something. I don't know. Maybe. We're, we're getting short on time, but um, Ryan, what other comment did you have? I I do have a question for you guys, and it's a little more Playdate general, but mm-hmm. this game brings it up, is I'm curious how you guys manipulate the crank. So the crank has this little yellow tab on the end mm-hmm. of it, which you can grasp with your forefinger and thumb and turn it around in a very proper way. But I find myself on games like this where crank fidelity is super important that I start like grasping the shaft of the crank, like a little closer to the axle itself so that I can manipulate it in much smaller increments. Um, so I guess my question is, how are you guys working the crank? Is it by the yellow tab? Is it in some different way? So for me, it's usually by the yellow tab, but sometimes I'll actually pull the uh, shaft of the crank straight and then rotate it directly what Um, yeah yeah yeah. um that gives you a really fine level of control nick's nick's in the year 3000 over here (laughs) (laughs) but uh i will say for this game it didn't matter how i I attempted um and another thought that occurred to me that i meant to bring up is that i feel like this might be one of those playdate games that is actually hampered by crank control rather than uh d-pad control what do you mean? I, I, f- I feel like it might control better traditionally than with the crank. What? Uh, I mean, then how could you move in a radial fashion? You'd only be able to move with up, the, down, left, buttons. right. Yeah. Like, uh, you, you'd be good. Because you could steer, like, uh, yeah, think about asteroids right. left and right. Yeah. Um, oh, boy. Accelerate with B or A, whatever. Yeah. I don't know about that one. <laughs> You got crank blindness going on, Ryan. Um, I might, but man, I'm I'm in a different camp than you on this one, my friend. That's all right. Um, um, I strictly so, navigate with the tab, by the way. Oh, okay. I never okay. touched the shaft thing. You should give it a try, Don. I, I no. find it to be... I don't want that patina. Have you heard about the patina stories? No. <laughs> Let's People, hear it. The oils from your hands leave a, leave a patina on the... Residue. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to happen regardless, though. I know. Right? Yeah. No, but I don't. I just naturally don't. Hmm. I actually don't like the crank being in the way. So on shift, I'm constantly knocking it out of the way. But on shift, well, we'll get to it more next week. But on shift, that's a special move is hitting the crank. And it Hmm. depletes your energy by hitting the crank. So I'll I'll hit it to get it out of my way. But then it'll (laughs) deplete my energy. Like, oh, damn it. I got to get used to not touching it. (laughs) Anyway. Cool. All right. Short on time. What do yeah, we have let's next? Let's score this thing. Oh, right. <laughs> Slow down. 
God. <laughs> I swear one week I tried to put in a, a, a ranking and you're like, whoa, no, slow down there. And we had to wait until the very end before putting this uh-huh. in. So I always feel like, oh, man, we got to get these rankings done. Is it next week yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right, Don. Let's, let's, let's have you start it off here. Where uh, are you putting Star Sled? I got number 12 right under Whitewater Wipeout. Oh, also, we added a Discord channel that is just our season one lists. Mm-hmm. It's all spoiler cut, by the way. But if you hop on the Discord, you can see our lists, uh, all three of us, uh, with spoiler tags. So, And I've added it to our podcast website, uh, but that oh, does cool. not have spoiler tags. So oh, just heads up. Um, <laughs> Don's about to quit. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, I placed this at number 11, which is right above Whitewater Wipeout. All right. Ryan? And I put it up a little higher than that. I put it pretty much in the middle of the pack, number eight, uh, under Flipper Lifter, above Questy Chest. So it looks like I enjoyed this game the most out of any of us, Um, which I like this game. Um, It is real challenging but i like this game a lot um yeah i think we all liked it it's just you're mm-hmm. the pro gamer yeah you're the one with the with the rank on the leaderboard mm-hmm. <laughs> that nobody we're, can see but me <laughs> like uh, twenty five thousand or whatever uh, yeah okay oh, man. next so. game saturday edition Made by Wild Rose, Saturday Edition tells the story of John Cornfield, a security technician who made headlines in 1976 with his account of alien abduction. Ten years later, Cornfield once again finds himself the subject of public interest with a string of disappearances. When a string of public disappearances coincide with sightings of mysterious lights in the night sky, this is a point-and-click adventure. Yeah. Uh, pretty much everything <laughs> done by Chris Macris or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, sorry about pronunciations, etc. With sound design done by a shell in the pit, who's done uh, sound design on several Playdate games. I guess I won't save them in case they're spoilers. Like I almost spoiled the last one. But this is very solidly a Nick game. Nick is a point-and-click uh, fanatic. So, yes. Nick, kick us off. All right. Uh, Saturday edition. Sa- welcome to Saturday. Uh, I've got... <laughs> A lot to say, but I'll try and encapsulate it. Um, first of all, the sound design of this game might be the best I've heard on the playdate. Uh, there is so much going on with the sound, and it is so different than the other games in the season so far. Uh, loved it. And I, I played this one full blast, just <laughs> blowing my hair back. Uh, it was great. Um, the other thing that's really interesting about this game are the animations. There's a ton of very minute animation uh, that happens at various points in the game. And uh, I was really impressed. Uh, you start off in your apartment, and one of the things that you can interact with is the TV. And I don't know if you all were paying attention to those animations, but it's... Mm-hmm. Uh, you can switch between the different channels and there's a person's finger that shows up in the little window that appears uh, <laughs> as it's interacting. I didn't and notice it's, that. It's really cute. And the uh, the sound design is is incredible. Um, the way all those are synchronized is 
extremely impressive. So um, this, as Don said, is a straight up point and click adventure game. It's in the LucasArts style. So if you're familiar, uh, those are the, if you're not familiar, rather, those are the games where uh, you have a variety of actions that you can take. You can interact with different elements on different screens, but there are no deaths. There's no character death. Uh, and that makes it so that you don't have to constantly save your game and reload. Um, the opposite of that would be the Sierra style. And I'm sure you'll hear more about that later on. But uh, for this game, it's LucasArts style, uh, which makes it a little more player friendly. Um, it's got some modern uh, nods as well in that every interactable object uh, is called out in a little window. Uh, and that makes it really friendly because... Everything that you can touch, uh, even if you don't think you can touch it, will just show up in a little square, and uh, that's how you know. But uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the graphics. Some of the detail, this game is extremely detailed with its its graphical assets, and some of those details are very minute. So I found that I had to play this in uh, a very bright area just so that I could pay attention to the entire room that you're in um some of the rooms uh in adventure game parlance uh, are are more than one screen wide so you have to travel over and up and around and down um i thought that was cool but not exactly necessary and your character moves at a very glacial pace nothing really seems to concern your character um uh that that was probably he's he's in a trench coat i mean (laughs) yeah you got to be disaffected right i mean maybe um so uh that that was a a little jarring in that i found myself uh, well i'll get into that in a second but the other the other piece is that uh, there are loading screens. There's loading time in between each room that you go to. So um, you really have to set aside some time to get into this game and, and to play it. Um, the plot is interesting. I found the the central mystery pretty cool, which is what's going on with all these uh, alien abductions. You know, what happened to you? Uh, is, is it happening all over again? Um, I will say... Uh, that I was not satisfied with the conclusion. Hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I'll leave the, the rest out spoiler-wise. Um, and uh, getting back to, to the element that I was, I was going to say, I found there were a couple of instances where it was extremely unclear what you need to do. Uh, as Don mentioned, I love point-and-click adventure games, and I play a lot of them. And... Um, Finding dead ends is something that I'm really good at. <laughs> I find myself hitting dead ends uh, frequently in point-and-click adventure games. And in this case, there aren't exactly dead ends in the style where you have to restart the game or anything, but there are situations where you have to talk to one character before the thing can progress, and the game is not it, it does not telegraph that well. So while it telegraphs all the interactable elements... Uh, you know, there might be a character that you need to uh, show a particular item to or just talk to outside of showing items. So most of the time when I got stuck, it was because I didn't I, I ran up to a character and said, hey, look at this thing that's in my inventory. But that was important. But I also needed to just straight up talk to them. So I would wander through the entire map 
slowly mm. <laughs> plod through my apartment, check my uh, answering machine messages, and then go back to whoever that character was, talk to them and go, oh, this is dialogue I haven't seen. Um, and then the game would advance. But uh, so that's in a nutshell, my experience with the game. What uh, what did what did you think, uh, Don? Why don't we start with you? Uh, the, I started taking notes and the two things I wrote down were the animations are fantastic and the little squares giving the perfect amount of information. So basically the first two things you brought up hit with me as well. Uh, I do not like point and click adventure games. I find <gasps> super tedious. Gasp. Well, you you mentioned a lot of tedious things. So at first I liked that it was just matching one and two things. And then when you use a clue, it, cr- it would crumple it into a ball. So I was like, oh, this will be chill. It's not like I'm carrying this toothbrush around forever, (laughs) using it with a a thousand different things. But then, like, the crumples stay in your inventory. And inventory keeps getting further and further along, like, deeper and deeper and deeper. And then I was like, oh, then I'm kind of getting in the weeds here. Um, And so at a certain point, I just resigned myself to, like, I don't, I'm not interested in this game. This isn't my kind of game. And that's fine. People love this game. And people love this type of game. And so I know this isn't for me. It doesn't make it a bad game. It's just not my kind of game. Um, and it, it, can, it can still be a good example of a game that's not for me. And that's totally mm-hmm. fine too. Um, but then when I was researching the podcast, I found a walkthrough. So I was like, oh, oh I might as well walk through the game. And so I got through almost the whole thing. And then I hit a wall with uh, with Nick. We were trying to talk through it today. So I don't know. I got to basically the end of the game or close to the end of the game and I can't get any further. I don't know what I missed. Um, but when I did that, I noticed that sometimes, like Nick was saying, uh, the walkthrough is very much just like, go here, talk to this one guy and go back. Where when you get to that location, there might be 10 different things you can do. So if mm-hmm. I wasn't using a walkthrough, I might do those 10 different things and spend 20 minutes there. And then go five different places and do the same thing five different places. Instead of just going there, spending one minute, and then going straight to the next place I need to go to. So this could be a very long experience. Yeah, I probably It's a long one for me. <laughs> I probably played for two hours and got through almost the whole thing. I'm guessing you played much longer than that. Yeah. Um, and the, the walkthrough, I'll put a link in the show notes. It doesn't have really spoiler stuff. I don't... I don't feel like it has spoiler stuff besides locations, but obviously it's missing something because I got stopped. Um, anyway, I know it's not for me, but, uh, what it is seems to be a good example of what it is. But Ryan, what do you think? Um, I feel like I have a, a little bit of both Nick and Don in me. Uh, I am similar to Nick in that I enjoy, point and click adventures i was a big sierra kid in fact i'm playing through space quest one right now and loving it all over again (laughs) um but i hate to say it uh these games are not conducive to dad life (laughs) (laughs) they require an inordinate amount of time i have no idea how you've completed it nick with the amount of time that it requires uh i'm i made it to the mall i'm you know walking around there but uh, man, I feel like I had a healthy chunk into the game and probably just barely scratching the surface. Uh, if I were 
in my youth, I think I would enjoy this game a lot more because my time was far more free. Uh, I, I feel similar to that revisiting Sierra games that I know and love. And, um, and even now I feel like, okay, I, I got to set this down after a few minutes and uh, had similar feelings with this, except for the fact that I don't know anything about it and felt like there was a lot of exploring to do. So like if I could rewind the clock, you know, 30 some odd years and like have infinite time again, I think this would be a fantastic game for little Ryan. But uh, as it stands, dad Ryan is having a real tough time getting into this game. And uh, in that way, I am probably toward the dawn end of the spectrum <laughs> with regard to how this game is sitting with me. I I think material improvements that they could have made with this game to make it more friendly would be just increasing that movement speed. Um, there are so many uh, times when I felt like I was just waiting on the character <laughs> to get to the interactive element that I knew was right there. Um, like, for example, if I'm trucking around town and I have to go back and talk to somebody um, that I've already talked to, uh, you know, you have to walk across two or three screens to talk to them. And it's it's beautiful. It's cool. I love the animation. But if it were faster, it would uh, it would make the experience a lot smoother, um, mm. especially with the loading times between rooms, um, which uh, when you add them all up is a lot Um developmentally upstairs oh sorry go for it don well getting upstairs to margaret you got to keep going up there it's like you gotta go over you gotta go in the mall then over two stores then upstairs and then when you're done you gotta go back down and then back out to the car yeah (laughs) i was gonna say developmentally that's something the game developer could put in as an option right like varying speeds of the character yeah um and you know Part of the reason why the movement speed might be the way that it is is because of the detail in the backgrounds. Um, if you moved faster, perhaps there'd be tearing or there'd be a loss of visual fidelity that would make it difficult to discern where your character is. Mm-hmm. Um, so from a development perspective, I understand the reason the speed was chosen. But um, yeah, if it was an option or uh, if you could there's a million different ways you could tackle that particular problem. Um, and some of them might not be palatable when so much work and love has gone into creating the the backgrounds. Um, so I can understand, but, uh, it, it does make it challenging to, uh, to, to get into cause you've got to devote some time. Shall we rank this one guys? Yes. Oh, and uh, Nick, you were talking about sound design. I literally like was like, oh, the sound's not on. And I went to crank it up, and my sound was already all the way up. So <laughs> I don't know. It's very subtle. Um, it yeah, is, let's go. Yeah. It, it, not bad, but subtle. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and rank it. Uh, Nick, you go ahead. Okay. Um, so this, uh, I'm going to put. I believe. Ooh, this is this might be the toughest one for me to rank so far because I love this game but you need a minute nick i can see your cursor bouncing around (laughs) i'm really i'm thinking about it guys so uh yeah ryan why don't you go first please let let me give you a little time then (laughs) because i have pre-ranked this uh i put saturday edition at number 12 of 16 games that we have now 
uh, under boogie loops and above lost your marbles. Nice. Don, what are you thinking about this one? Um, I've got it at 16 um, under lost your marbles. Okay. Okay. And swinging back my way, uh, I put this at number five under pick pack pup and above hypermeteor. Nice. There was an audience. There was a lot of consternation on the part of Nick. <laughs> this, this was really around. bouncing around from one to two to one to three this to four to two. Is one yeah. of the hardest ones I've had to rank so far. <laughs> um, and quite frankly, aside from you know my nitpicks about speed, uh, the the way it all comes together, the way the plot is laid out, is what pushes it so far down. So cool. Um, yeah. I thought the, the plot got more interesting as I was blowing through it. But, um, bummed to not know the ending. I'll have to ask you what's going on. Sure. So, all right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap it up, guys. Thank Sounds you all good. for listening. You can uh, check out the website playdatepodcast.com and uh, check out the Twitter Hello PD Podcast and uh, the rest of our socials are in the show notes. We will be back next week, except for Ryan. We'll be back in two weeks, we hope. Thank you, got you that so right. much. Yeah. Much to Don's right. chagrin. <laughs> Whatever. We'll miss your beep, 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 beeps. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't fail me, guys. Come on. Bumper it up. Mm. I'll be listening. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll make, I'll make some half-hearted beeps. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, thanks, everybody. Thanks. See you later. Guys.